Hello and welcome to a Super Bowl edition of Establish the Bets. My name is Adam Levitan. As always, I am joined by King NFL Sharp Matthew Davidow for a bittersweet show. It is the Super Bowl. Always a great time, a true American holiday. But also, it is the final Establish the Bets of the season. Sad times. Thanks to Matt for doing this show every week, all season. He wasn't compensated for this, just out of the goodness of his heart. He wants to hang out, share the knowledge. So thank you, Matt, for doing this all year. Happy Super Bowl. How's it going? This is great. I mean, it's been a lot of fun, and I've, I've learned a lot. Good, good, good. Before we get into it here, one quick reminder. If you like to bet sports, you should be grinding for the best line every single time you make a bet. It's an absolute must if you read Matt's book, which you can find, I'm sure, on Amazon and everywhere else. Search his name or Ed Miller's name, you'll find it. You'll understand how much a half point means, how much getting minus 110 instead of minus 120 means. And so you need money on a lot of different books. The good news is they'll literally pay you to sign up for a lot of these books. Head to the props and betting tab on establishedrun.com. You'll find a link there for sportsbook offers by state. Get the best line and get paid to sign up. All right, Super Bowl. Well, let's start with the line itself. We were actually uh, out in Vegas when the conference championship games ended. And as soon as that Chiefs-Bengals game ended, I think Circa was the first ones up. And they laid, they posted Chiefs minus two and a half. I mean, apparently that was not the right line as an absolute avalanche of money comes in on the Eagles to the point where at one point, uh, maybe 24 hours later, I saw Eagles minus two. Maybe there was even Eagles minus two and a half out there. What do you think of the opener and the subsequent line move? And I guess maybe you could explain to people why like Circa wants to be first one up or whatever, you know, what, like why rush to put a line out right after the game? Well, I mean, the first thing I'll say, I mean, look at the line right now, it's one and a half, uh, you know, toward the cheat, I mean, to the Eagles and compare that to the opener of two and a half the other way. Only the line only moved seven percent. Now that is a lot for the Super Bowl. I agree. We can talk about the what makes this one different or unique, and you know maybe what you know happened there. I I I I, I wasn't privy to why they opened two and a half, but I know what I was thinking, which I'll get to in a second. But the one thing that you know, Circus a book that they you know they take fair fair limits. They take limits from everybody, but at the same time you're laying one ten, and to beat one ten you've got to be right. 52 and a half percent of the time that's just to break even baby you know more or less so this this move while yeah plus two and a half was definitely a good bet it wasn't that good of a bet only one person got it but i'm sure and this kind of goes toward what you were saying as far as like why open first like almost like why not like the yeah they probably could have waited 10 more minutes if i would have been fine it's not like they're getting pressed so, i mean heck we're talking about them right now because they opened the two and a half yeah. so they they took one bet at plus two and a half minus 10. Um, let's just say for 10,000. I don't know what the limit was. I'm just going to guess. So, so that bet probably cost in the, in the neighborhood. And I mean, so this could even, I think this will close a little bit more toward the chiefs than, 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 than where it is now. So it probably only cost them $800 tops. Yeah. So, you know, tops, and it might be less. So if you think about how much good, Free well, eight hundred dollars worth of publicity they got, you know. For I mean, again, you're yeah. talking about it now. Then I think that's basically the reason why. Okay, they. I would say they have they have sharp guys there. Obviously, why open? Why do you think they open Chiefs two and a half? Because I, I, you know, it's it seems it it the obviously the market didn't agree. I mean, it's like one or two guys putting their finger in the air. Like I mean, you're 
you're using old school pot. I mean, it is. I mean, that's 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 how I would do it. There's there's not a lot of, because the first bet is that you take and you move the number. You're, you're not. It's not costing that much. Most you would pay more for like a really strong analytics into an opening number than you do by simply putting the number up, taking the bet, and, and moving it when somebody mm-hmm. makes a bet. Yep. Okay. So where did you make the opener? Or if you put your finger in the air or I, I, you know, when you say you put your finger in the air, obviously there's models running. And then from there you kind of adjust, I guess, based on what you think, what would you have made the opener? And do, when you make an opener for something as big as a Super Bowl, do you have to worry about where the public is going to be more than you would opening a regular season game? I guess again, as soon as you take one bet, your opener is like more or less out the window. Yeah. You know, let the let the mark. So I don't think it matters much. Is kind of my point. I was and, and why was it open Chiefs two and a half? I'm sure it had to do with this is a weird weird situation because Mahomes the how the quality of his ankle is everything toward this line. Like if he's hobbling around Tannehill style, you know, Eagles three is probably good or even higher. And if he was 100, percent the Chiefs would definitely be favored in this game. I actually thought watching the first quarter and watching him look good, I typed and I was being a little bit facetious. But I typed to a to, to a friend in the industry, Chiefs three. Like I thought, if the Chiefs rolled them, they could have opened. They were going to open at least two and a half, and could have easily gotten a three quickly. That was what I thought. Mm-hmm. So I was with the the circuit. Now, by the end of that game, there was a different story. At three quarters of the Chiefs not looking that good, what would I have opened it? Pick Chiefs one. I think. I think I was. You know, but I I get why the Philadelphia money's coming. You know, I make this game. With my best Mahomes guess about pick, okay, slightly toward Eagles, but I really don't know about Mahomes, so I'm really just completely guessing on that. So, so I, I guess my thought is that um, the Eagles from both sides, in other words, public and sharp. I understand why the public wants to be on the Eagles. The Chiefs barely got by the Bengals. You can make a case that the Bengals had really good chances to win that game. Maybe outplayed them in that game. Chiefs are obviously very banged up. Chiefs have. I think less talent across the board, not by a huge margin, but less talent across the board outside of the quarterback position. Meanwhile, Eagles blew out the Giants, Eagles blew out the 49ers. That was weren't very impressive. They blew out a Giants team with like no talent, and they blew out a 49ers team that was planned down to their, you know, second, third, fourth string quarterbacks effectively. That said, I just think the Eagles are better at every unit. I mean, defensive line, offensive line, cornerback play, wide receiver play. I mean, almost everywhere except for quarterback and not by a huge, huge, huge margin, but just a little, they're a little bit better at every unit, in my opinion, than the chiefs are. And so I'm surprised that people are kind of leaning into chief stuff more, but I get it. Cause you have Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL. So you said you thought it would close closer to the chiefs. I assume you think it's going to close closer to a pick or Eagles minus one or something like that. Any opinion on where the line goes from here and why? I think game day money would be on the Chiefs due to the Mahomes factor. I think most people waking up to bet Sunday morning, especially if they haven't really decided, you know, like think about it like an election, and then you go to actually hit the button, and you it, we, we, when you're not sure what to do, like this is my, my my opinion on human behavior. If you're not sure what to do, and you must make a decision at a certain time, you you tend to gravitate to just whatever is the the most important the most important part of that decision to you. And here it's hard for me to think that anyone's going to be like on the edge of this game. Who do I bet more or less? And then not come up with the NFL MVP quarterback versus the, I mean, 
I've been a Hurts fan since the beginning. I think he has a ton of possibility to, to get better. But right now, he's a running back that can throw. No, take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy with the hot quarterback takes. <laughs> we'll see here. We'll see here. I, I like I, I like Jalen Hurts more than Devin. I just think that they've set him up for success where he doesn't have to be the best quarterback in the NFL to win this game. He has one of the best offensive lines, if not the best. He has incredible wide receiver core and a really good run game. You know, I, I think they just set him up really well for success here. And whereas Mahomes is kind of like pushing the rock uphill, which is fine. He's been doing it. He's been doing it all year. He had an unbelievable year, but yeah. Anyways. Didn't you just make the argument that Hertz was not that good? I mean, considering. That's fine, but it they doesn't. They obviously agree. They said, you know, they set him up to succeed. I think they're a great offense and he's a good fit in the offense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just mean that it doesn't matter. Like Mahomes being so much better than Hertz doesn't necessarily matter as much i mean it, it, I, I don't know let's go to the total you know seen a lot of sharp people on the over he, here's my take and i don't know if they're actually sharp or not and you know people that i perceive to be sharp i have no idea if they're actually winning or not but but a lot of people seem to be on the over in this game when it was at 50 50 and a half um my take is that we have seen the eagles in so many blowouts all year including in the playoffs but if the game stays neutral in terms of score and the Eagles think that they can win in the pass game, they will be very aggressive. And we know the Chiefs are going to be among the most aggressive teams throwing in the entire league. Now, I know we've talked mm -hmm. about it before, how you don't think that a throw-heavy game plan means more to the total. I just think that it gets you more plays and it increases the variance where you can have more big plays, which obviously leads to more points. So now we start to see some 51s out here. There's still 50 and a halves out there, but mostly a lot of 51s out there as well. What do you think of the total and any thoughts on why perceived sharps. I don't know if you think they actually are sharps or not, or seem to be on the over. I think it comes down to what you said, the expectation of, of more passing the game plan, which I do think makes the total higher. My, my general argument is that the, the being able to predict that game plan is the hard part. Yep. Not so much that obviously they pass more, the, the more passes, the more better chance. Although again, any more, so many of what is a pass play is, you know, what they call like the short game, which is effectively a, effectively a running play. So if you, if you, if you lump those plays, the quick screens, et cetera, into run plays, then you'd really have, a, I think, a difference. Both teams have shown willingness to throw down the field for sure. I mean, the Eagles want to throw the ball. And mm -hmm. I, I think part of it is because every time they hand the ball off, the coach realizes that the running back is going to get tackled on the, the, the first time someone touches them. And therefore, is like, well, man, maybe I shouldn't do that so much. And when he, this is not like he doesn't run with hurts, but the, the handoffs have been only like when they have to. And I, I, one interesting angle of this game, I was talking on the, uh, the with the actual guy that knows the props, Rufus, on a the bet the the process the other night, where I, I think the Eagles will not be looking to hand the ball off. I think if Hurts is not okay, they could end up passing a ton. Mm -hmm. And Hurts, Hurts has been interesting. Early in the season, he was running like a running back. Like, he was running until he got tackled. Trying to make that last move, taking that last hit. The last three games, he's not done that. I think he slid more the last three games than he's probably slid the rest of the season goodbye by a decent bit. Like, I saw, you know, definitely looking to get out of bounds, looking to slide. The, the, the zone read doesn't – the keep on the zone read really goes downhill fast when your max gain is like five yards because your quarterback's going to slide. Okay. You know, you, you need to be able to, you know, you know, cut and rip that for 15 here and there. Or, you know, what's the point? Yeah. 
that that's that's fair. Do you think that the money on the over is sharp? At was actually sharp, or, or yeah, I think, I was just yeah. Okay, I think the money on the over was sharp. I think. I mean, I made the total fifty-one. I was kind of surprised at how I made it, but so kind of made sense, especially anyone who's anyone who's really looking at the data from before the blowouts too might have come up come up higher and the like. Eagles. We know the Eagles want to pass. It's, it's, it's hard to want an under in an Eagles game where they're not like a big favorite. Uh, where do you think the total will close? We're at 50, 50 and a half, 51 right now. I don't, I would guess, I would guess there. Okay. I, I don't think people are going to go over 51 only because every time it hits 51, we see 51 is getting taken here and there. Certainly it's reduced. I think 51 and a half is probably somebody's under number for sure. I, I would be surprised if it really moves in either direction. Okay. One thing interesting about the Super Bowl is like the public money can really get out of whack. And I know we talk about public money in regular season games, but it pales in comparison to the Super Bowl. And it's kind of similar stuff that we see in the World Cup, uh, Floyd Mayweather fights, just like these hugely, hugely, hugely public things. Do you think that has any effect on the market more so than the regular season? Or is that an overblown angle of Super Bowl betting? I think the Super Bowl could be a huge opportunity. You know, a couple that I remember... Uh, I think it's Seattle versus, versus Denver when Denver beat Seattle. Or maybe the, the most obvious one to me was the Cam Newton Super Bowl. Carolina was like a three-point favorite in that game. And that line like, should have been picked all day. It just every everybody had Carolina. I honestly, I forget actually why. But that's the one that's always in my head is like the easy one. Like bet as much as your bank can afford on a, you know, obviously widely available Super Bowl side. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case this year. I mean, heck. You made a comment. I mean, just on this show, you've hypothesized that the public will be on the Eagles. And I said the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The the answer is, I don't think there's an obvious public side in this one. Right. Therefore, the line's going to be close to right. Maybe move off. I don't think it'll move off Mahomes news though either. Like anybody with privy to that can't move this market. It's basically going to be move off people's guesses as to Mahomes, guesses to how good the Eagles actually are. Like you said, those two blowouts, and I mean. They were very questioned. The, the, the scoreboard did not reflect the play on the field in either of those games. Yeah, you know, and it's going to come down to a lot of these, like, reports. It's it's crazy. I'm not sure these guys know how much power they have. Like, Jay Glazer uh, mm-hmm. comes out with a report about the Travis Kelsey back thing. And, like, he moved entire markets massively, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, like, if somebody comes out, Jay Glazer comes out with something about Mahomes' ankle being 100% or, or he's still hobbling, like, that could actually affect the Super Bowl line, which is cr- absolutely insane. But, you know, yeah. it might. It, Great point. Great point. I mean, tech, on the Kelsey, is Kelsey 100%? I don't know much about bag. What does that mean? Is that something that just goes away a few days later? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it said he had spasms, and it seemed like he was fine. You know, so, yeah, I think the two weeks off of the Super Bowl makes a big, big difference. And, yeah, I mean, we're projecting most of these guys as as fine Tony, uh, Juju, uh, Mahomes, Kelsey. It's just hard to to know. Tony's pretty important. I mean, he's he, he's the one with actual skill after the catch, and they that she's certainly shown that they want to get him the ball when he's healthy, but he yeah. seems to get hurt every other play. The hop Kel- down the sideline probably has him his karma doomed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my favorite prop bet that I have is Kadarius Tony ten to one to be the first chief to catch a pass. I think that's down to seven to one or so now. But yeah, uh, yeah, I like that a lot too. I like okay. The, you know, like, I know you're in the deep in the live market, live betting market streets. For you guys don't know, one of the big things that Matt uh, built or helped build at Deck Prism was this live betting model that is incredibly sophisticated. I, I've never really gotten into the live betting. I know it's very, very popular. I know that it's very, very popular 
in Europe, Super Bowl strikes me as a time people just want to like hang out and drink and party with their family and not not live bet. Maybe I'm wrong though. Uh, what kind of action do you expect to see on live betting for this Super Bowl? That's a that's a great that's a great question. And we've been uh, we, we, I've traded the I've traded the uh, this was my second or third third year. I lose track of time. Uh, trading the Super Bowl at, at at Pinnacle, which is you know generally the the the, the book that gets copied. Uh, talk about, you know, possible, you know, influence as well. Of course, you know, we go where the money goes, you know, we're, we're making the market much more than we are predicting a game, but I've definitely been surprised that the action isn't like that much more than say the championship games or I mean a good, a good Sunday night game can even early in the season definitely can blow away the, 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 the Super Bowl volume. And I, I think it's like you said, I think that, People are much more interested in not doing. I mean, honestly, like as much as I am excited to get to you know trade the, the worldwide live line of the Super Bowl this week, which I, I really am, as much as I'm excited to do that, that means that I, I mean, we've been invited to three Super Bowl parties. My kids would love it. My son wants to go to watch a Super Bowl somewhere. I mean, I'm sure he will, but the fact that I can't watch it with him and enjoy it with him is is definitely a, a downside of this mm-hmm. whole business. You know, I can't go to a Super Bowl party. I'm going to be here literally trading the entire game. Yep. Uh, last thing I wanted to ask about was the props. The props are absolutely out of control. And it feels like every year, like books are competing with each other. Like, I don't even know what they're competing for. I think they're competing just to offer the most, like who can say they have the most props out of any book in the entire world. I mean, it's insane. Like we took a, a women's college basketball players points plus rebounds versus Jarek McKinnon receiving yards i mean it's absolutely insane what you can find out there it, it's to the awesome. point actually on some of these apps i can't even like go through them all because there's so many and they're like not organized cleanly i don't even know like what's going on i, I need like a, an assistant full-time to look at all these props for me there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and they're all different across different books i, I don't even know what i'm asking here it's just so out of control on the props thing at this point and there's some really really soft numbers out there for a, a lot of different reasons some are public some just like books don't know how to price don't know how to price cross sport etc etc i don't know man a- any thoughts on what's going on in the props market in the, for the super bowl it's absolutely out of control these days i i mean from a from an anybody point of view i think it's great i think it's it's great for publicity for the the industry and i mean one thing that I think we lose sight of when, when we when, when we look at the industry from a business point of view, we're always saying, why is this book doing X as opposed to another book, right? Like, like why are they opening first? Why do they – I don't – and I tend to look at it a lot like much less so, hey, how do we get a customer to jump from DraftKings to FanDuel or whatever? I think a lot of it is just about how do we make our customers happy? What do our customers want? What is going to make our customers give the, our customers a, a, a better betting and better recreational experience? And to me, it's the Super Bowl. Everyone's talking about it. Props. What a time to put some stuff up, especially when people might actually, you know, bet on it. And the fact that you know they're, you know, giving guys like you. I mean, some of the places are, you know, probably going to cut you off. I mean, for this, it's probably you know they're probably looking at it more or less as a carnival game and aren't interested in action that's only going to take advantage of the beatable games. Some books probably shrug their shoulders and let it go. I mean, it's just everyone's personal, you know, own book decision. But I think it's just fun. I mean, who doesn't want to bet on the women? That's a little little bit of an interesting one. And it's also interesting in that from a regulation standpoint, a lot of this stuff has to get, like, approved one by one by the state uh, 
gaming offices. So yeah. there's also interesting. And then from a book standpoint, one of the things that, you know, that's tricky right now with the industry and I actually think needs solved in some way is the expense of keeping, a, you know, a bunch of different states, you know, properly, like make sure this is not up there. That's not up there. Oh, wait, you know, we could deal this problem in this state, but yeah. not in that state, especially when, oh, my God, when you make a mistake and accidentally have a lineup for any amount of time, here comes a giant fine. I, I think that's something overall that's it's hurting. I don't have an answer for it, but I, I mean, I know from the, the inside, that's a big pain point for uh, operators in the U.S. Oh, for sure. And what Matt's referring to is like in New York, for example, you can't bet on the MVP. Like they have some weird rules mm -hmm. where like you can't bet on stuff that decided not on the field or whatever. So in New York, like there's no MVP market whatsoever. And yeah, obviously there's a logistical issue for the books doing all that. All right. We haven't done picks all year. I, I hate doing picks. I think, you know, it's basically a coin flip. The market is pretty much efficient, but just for fun, Matt, if you had to bet, if I had to have a gun to your head and gave you a hundred dollars to bet, where would you put it on this game? Not a prop, the actual side. No, yeah, I understand. Obviously the yeah. props are there. I guess I'd bet, I bet the Chiefs, but you, you put me right to it. I'd be like, mm -hmm. okay, what is the most important thing? The quarterback. Who's the best quarterback? <laughs> I'm making the line, you know, close to this anyway. I if I if I had if I had if I had to bet it, I'd go, I'd, I'd go Chiefs. All right, I'm going with the public. Eagles and over, baby. Favorite and over. What could go wrong? Eagles and over. Why not? Appreciate you all being here all year for establish the bad. It's been fun talking to Matt. Every week about all of this stuff. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys learned something. And again, big thanks to Matt for doing it every week out of the goodness of his heart. Even, even that, that one week when Matt was in New Zealand, flies back 24 hours from New Zealand. And his first priority is to do the show. So got to give it up for Matt. Thank you all. Thank you to everyone. Uh, be sure to follow Matt on Twitter at Davidow. Matthew, you can find me at Adam Levitan. For Matt. For producer Adam, I am Adam. Good luck at the Super Bowl.